Welcome back to Middle East Forum Radio here on WWDB 860 AM, Philadelphia Talk. It's me, Greg Roman, your host in the studio with our producer, Marilyn Stern. And I'm happy to welcome Michelle Garfinkio, the founder of the Jean-Jacques Rousseau Institute in Paris and a former editor-in-chief of Valeurs Actuelles. Now, I know what's going to happen. Michelle, you're probably laughing at my pronunciation of the French, and Daniel Pipes is going to listen to this. He's going to say, you better go get your Francophone classes at the French school down in Balakinwood, which is down the street from our studio here. But a scholar of European Islamism, Turkey, and the Arab-Israel conflict, Michel Gerfinkio, is a fellow at the Middle East Forum, a French national. He studied history and Semitics at the Sorbonne and the French National Institute for Oriental Languages and Civilizations. Michel, welcome to the program. My pleasure. <clears throat> to start off, there was an article that came out in The Spectator about five weeks ago that relates to a new front on Islamist war against France. It begins like this. France has endured an appalling series of Islamist terrorist attacks in recent years. One might feel a sense of relief that the country escaped relatively lightly last Friday. That will, of course, be no consolation to the family of the man who was killed by 22-year-old Nathan C., a recent convert to Islam, who stabbed his victim to death as he defended his wife in the Parisian suburb of Villejuif. It's 2020. France has been subjugated by Islamist terrorist attacks for the better part of the last 10 years. Even more if we look at some of the other instances that happened before the rise of ISIS. What's going on? Well, I, I would say that uh, there are uh, many different uh, angles to, to this problem. Uh, first and foremost, France is very much um, uh, fighting Islamic uh, terrorism worldwide. Uh, the French are especially uh, very strongly involved with the defense of the West African countries against uh, jihadi groups all over uh, the Sahel area and uh, uh, this kind of uh, geopolitical wasteland that, that has been created since the, the collapse of uh, Muhammad Gaddafi uh, Libya. Um, this very strong military uh, French presence, which in fact provides uh, probably a dozen of countries in uh, South Africa, in, in, in West Africa, uh, with uh, an ability to stay independent. Uh, this presence is enormously resented by all Islamist groups and uh, uh, is seen um, by these groups as a deliberate um, uh, assault of the French on Islam. Then the French are also uh, involved in the Middle East, uh, they were part of um, the Western effort in the Middle East to to check uh, Islamism, to to fight Daesh or ISIS, and uh, they are still uh, very much on the ground there too. This is a, a parallel uh, battleground that is enormously resented by uh, the Islamist groups. Uh, on the other hand, there is also a domestic dimension to uh, the problems we are facing. It's a fact that uh, France now is 
slowly but um, uh, steadily uh, changing. Uh, immigration has been uh, in, to, to France from Islamic countries has been enormous over the past 50 years and is transforming the fabrics of French society. Uh, on the face of it, you have something like 10-15% of uh, the French global population. The French global population is nowadays uh, estimated at uh, a little bit less than uh, 70 million um, people. Uh, so 10 to 15 percent, which means uh, 7 to 10 million people uh, right now um, belong to, uh, to Islam um, in our country. Uh, I say 7 to 10 or 10 to 15 percent because under French law, uh, we cannot uh, um, be completely um, assertive about figures. It's forbidden under French law to conduct any kind of ethnic or religious census. Nevertheless, a lot of um, demographic and sociological uh, um, surveys point to the numbers that I just uh, mentioned. But what is more relevant uh, even is that uh, when you uh, look at these numbers um, from a, a generational perspective, you realize that there are very few immigrants among uh, the older brackets of the French population, but there are uh, an enormous proportion of uh, Muslims, of people coming from Muslim countries, uh, uh, in the younger uh, brackets of French population. Uh, in fact, it is uh, safe to say that 20 to 30 percent of the young French citizens or residents uh, under 25 are uh, of uh, Muslim origin. Some of them do integrate very well in, into the French mainstream. Some others are, for various reasons, um, keeping uh, a very militant uh, form of Islam as their own uh, lifestyle. And in fact, it has been established that um, uh, religious uh, practice, uh, which means usually alignment to the most uh, radical forms of Islam, uh, religious practice has in fact uh, grown in France over the past 25 years rather than diminished. So Michel, so you've done an excellent job of, real... uh, I, sorry to interrupt sorry. you, but you've done an excellent job of painting a picture of what it's like for Muslims and more specifically for those who are trying to, let's say, drag French society one way or the other, the backdrop of Islamists in French society. But out of this picture that you've painted, it seems like there's a strategy which is emerging here, that of the effort of Islamists to fracture French society with Muslims being turned against non-Muslims and in the process we see that there's members of the left, the right of different political of the different areas of the political spectrum in France being dragged to either side. Is there a cogent uh, 
effort by Islamist institutions or groups within France to take advantage of this demographic quagmire, which is now emerging for the, basically for the rest of French society. I would like to refer to a book that has been published exactly one year ago called The French uh, Archipelago. Uh, the book has been written by one of the <clears throat> best experts on uh, demographics and uh, sociology in France, Jérôme Fourquet. What Fourquet pointed is to is that uh, you have two, uh, uh, two things that in fact, happen at the same time. On the one hand, you have immigration, on and the consequences of immigrations that uh, that are the demographic growth of a Muslim population in this country. But on the other hand, you have another problem, which is the disintegration of traditional French society. For instance. Uh, when it comes to uh, religion, you realize that uh, the classic national religion of France, Catholicism, is uh, now deep into uh, an existential crisis. The number of priests that can serve the Catholic population is dwindling. Uh, only uh, 30 years ago, uh, there was a majority of babies that were uh, baptized uh, according to the will of their parents. Today, uh, it's about 30% only of the French uh, children born of Christian parents that are undergoing uh, baptism. At the same time, family itself is um, unraveling among the, uh, the native French. Uh, marriage is uh, a thing of the past. Uh, the number of children uh, is also dwindling for the, the same reason. When you don't have a family and when you don't have any uh, religious incentive, usually people uh, um, defer to uh, the latest possible time, uh, the moment they have children, so they have very few uh, children. When you uh, simply... Um, uh, put together uh, the rise of Islam and the decline of uh, French society and of, again, the classic national religion of France, Catholicism, you uh, realize that Islam stands a very good chance to simply uh, conquer this uh, society or this country. And I believe that um, um, a lot of uh, uh, Islamic groups in France, uh, in fact, are split between two approaches. There are those who support jihad and who think that terror is the best way to, uh, um, to take over uh, um, France as a country. But there are other people who say, no. Uh, Islam can simply uh, win over France uh, peacefully by what is called in Arabic dawah, which is predication. Uh, France society is ripe for a, a big change. And in fact, Islam is the answer to a lot of problems 
of the present French society. So, Michel, you've now showed us how these different institutions and individuals and their political thought have tried to inject themselves into French discourse and the way in which they see Islam in France in the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years. But along on Instagram comes a 16-year-old French girl named Mila, and she engaged in a debate with some of her followers in this AMA Ask Me Anything session on this social network. She answers a question about Islam, and all of a sudden, the question of Islamism becomes injected into the French national political dialogue and conscience. And she has a comment where I think she basically says something toward, um, I uh, 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 think that Islam is a insert ex- expletive religion, uh, that she was relating to the case of Charlie Hebdo from five years before, saying that she can't believe what happened. And all of a sudden, you have the French interior minister yesterday, and or another, a week ago, Christopher Castaner, announcing that the teen, whose full name has not been published in French media, and her family have been put under police protection because she has been threatened by Islamists, both within and outside of France, because of her views on a social network. What sort of debate has emerged around this Mila uh, young woman, and how is French society reacting to her comments? It is a fact that it is very difficult to uh, criticize Islam in France the way all other religions, and uh, uh, first and foremost the Christian religion, uh, can be criticized. It is perfectly um, normal for the French to make fun of, uh, of the Pope, of uh, Jesus Christ, of, uh, of everything, but Islam is a taboo matter. And the, the main reason why there is such a taboo is, of course, fear. Uh, it's a fact that Muslims re- don't react as peacefully to this kind of, uh, of talk uh, as the Christians. And uh, everybody has in mind uh, what happened to uh, the humorists of Charlie Hebdo that were slaughtered by uh, a Muslim commando uh, a few years ago. So uh, here we have a real problem, and the non-Muslims, and I must say, some people of Muslim origin as well, are uh, reacting very strongly and say, saying that uh, at one point, this situation must stop, and the essential uh, human freedoms of the French must be restored. Now, what is the position of the government? The government, and when I say the government, I don't mean only uh, the administration of uh, President Macron, but probably all French government for uh, a few decades now, uh, have been extremely cautious in their um, way of handling the Muslim question. Uh, why? Because first and foremost, they are afraid themselves of any kind of situation that civil war or religious war in France. They are afraid of riots, they are afraid that kind of thing. They are also politically afraid uh, of um, some consequences. They think that uh, if uh, one talks too much about 
the problem connected to Islam and to immigration, that will in fact reinforce the anti-immigration uh, right, uh, uh, the national rally, formerly the National Front, led by uh, Mrs. Marine Le Pen. So uh, both for um, issues of public order that are very real and for political calculation, uh, the French government, and this is again something which was true of the previous administration as well as of the Macron administration, are very, very cautious when they deal with uh, this kind of problems. Now, I think that the view you've articulated just now is really uh, crystallized in a book written by Gilles Kepo, a professor at the Sciences Po and an individual who's been writing about Islamic communities in France since 1987. His book that came out in 2016 called The Fracture, The Fracture, basically uh, articulates that there is an effort by Islamists both outside of France and within the country that's trying to divide French society between those who see uh, criticism of Islamism in France as so-called Islamophobia, and then on the other side, those who are being used as useful idiots by the Islamists to provoke these kind of debates where they're saying, oh, if you criticize Islam, you must be following Marine Le Pen. There's no legitimate civil dialogue that yes. can take place. So so we have about a minute left. If I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, his book. Uh, give us a little yes, perspective yes, on that, yes. and then let's close up in the next uh, 60 seconds. I mean, uh, the only thing I can say at this point is that everything we witness now has been, uh, in fact, uh, announced and forecast many years ago by a lot of uh, French uh, scholars or journalists or some sometimes political leaders. And for too many years, the French had been unwilling to face uh, the truth, to face reality. And now, and this is a very uh, bitter conclusion, the French are uh, paying uh, very dearly for uh, their, their, their lack, their previous uh, lack of courage. Michel Gerfigiel, founder of the Jean-Jacques Rousseau Institute and fellow at the Middle East Forum. Thanks for joining us this morning. My pleasure. After these messages, Dr. Paul Stott, the Henry Jackson Society. The Middle East